0: Welcome to the Graceful Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Debick, the founder of Life Coaching with Lauren, a female empowerment coach, an entrepreneur, empath, and a lover of the ego-friendly lifestyle. My mission is to help women take control of their lives by teaching them how to increase their confidence in an authentic and genuine way so they can achieve both personal and professional goals. Each week on the Graceful Confidence Podcast, I will share ways to increase your confidence, tips on how to integrate grace into your life, as well as stories and advice from other experts on how, as women, we can better empower ourselves and those around us. I will show you exactly how to use the power of confidence and grace to create an empowering and invigorating life that you are excited about waking up to every single day. Now, let's dive in. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of the Graceful Confidence Podcast. As it is February, this is the month of love. It is Valentine's Day, it's American Heart Month, and for that reason, I'm going to be talking about having the confidence to love yourself. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the benefits of loving yourself, how it can impact your life and even your career. A lot of times with episodes or blogs or topics on self-love and self-care, sometimes people think this topic is really, it's really frou-frou, so I don't have time for that, I'm busy, I have work to do, I have a family, I'm trying to balance all of these things. So if you are someone who's thinking, I just don't have time for this, I would encourage you to pause because research shows that Americans are the unhappiest they have been in 50 years. This is due to feelings of isolation, feelings of loneliness, feelings of lack of hope for future generations. Those are some very serious things. So we owe it to ourselves to pause if Americans are this unhappy, if we're this unhappy, let's take a moment to find out why that is and then turn that around. When we think about the concept of loving ourselves or self-love, I want to encourage you to think outside of the box, just outside of spa days, getting your nails done, um, or going for a walk. And yes, those are very important things and all play a role in loving ourselves, but at its core, self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. It means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing those needs to someone or something else and this can be difficult because self-love looks different to each and every person but what's similar across the board are the benefits of self-love one of the first benefits of loving ourselves or self-love is it helps curb the dangers of perfectionism And sometimes people struggle with the feeling that they need to be perfect all the time, but trying to be perfect can have some very real consequences. Some of these consequences include a shorter lifespan, eating disorders, depression, and even suicidal tendencies. And these are only a few of the adverse health effects that have been linked with perfectionism. These are real medical conditions that could seriously have a significant impact on your life. However, If we're showing ourselves self-love, if we're being gentler with ourselves, more understanding and accepting of who we are, this could really help cut down on the physical and emotional damage that can be caused if we're trying to be perfect. Another benefit of loving ourselves is it helps us build resiliency when combating adverse situations or when things get tough. I think I heard the word resiliency more times than I ever have in my life in 2020, and for good reason. We had to become more resilient. We had to find ways to combat all of these new things that were going on around us. And by working on loving ourselves, this can help build that resiliency. Self-love is also the foundation that allows us to be assertive, set boundaries, and create healthy relationships with others while also practicing self-care. So that's where your spa day comes in. While pursuing our interests and goals and feeling proud of who we are. If we feel proud of who we are and we have our goals in mind, there's nothing that we can't do. Now that we've talked a little bit about the benefits of loving ourselves, I want to talk about what self-love actually looks like. So we talked about the spa days. We talked about getting your nails done. And actually, yes, that does play a role in it because self-love is prioritizing your health and well-being. If it makes you feel good, it makes you feel happy to take a mental health day every quarter. That's awesome. Go ahead and do it. Prioritizing those things is a way of showing yourself love. Another way to show yourself love is by saying positive things to yourself. So this could be done through affirmations, this could be done through meditation, whatever format works best for you. There are numerous studies about the link between positive thinking and both mental and physical health. Because it is American Heart Month, I wanna share this this stat with you. People with a family history of heart disease who also had a positive outlook were one third less likely to have a heart attack or other cardiovascular event within 5 to 25 years than those with a negative outlook. These are very real benefits of showing yourself love and using these different tactics. Another way we show ourselves self-love is by asking for help. And this can be hard for a lot of different people. Sometimes we're hesitant to ask for help because we don't want to appear weak. But vulnerability is such an important skill to to life, to being successful. And we'll talk more about that in other episodes. But asking for help is a very real form of self-love. Spending time around people who support you and encourage you. You want to be around people who light you up, who fill you up, not people who drain you. Meeting your own needs, and this could be as basic as, you know what, I know that I'm really overwhelmed during the workday, so before I get home, before I walk into my home life and have to do dinner and homework and those different pieces, I need to take five, 10 minutes, whether that is an extra lap around the block, whether that is just sitting in your car for a few moments, recognizing what those needs are and then delivering on those needs is a form of self-love. Practicing forgiveness, not just for others, but also forgiving yourself. Having the ability to forgive yourself for things that we may be holding on to is so important to our overall well being and building that foundation. Living in alignment with our values. I don't know if you've ever had a situation before where you knew you were in a situation that did not align with your core values. It feels really, it feels icky. It doesn't feel good. So if you can find situations and opportunities that are aligned with your values, that is an absolute way to show yourself love. And then finally, pursuing your interests and goals. This can be a whole topic in itself, but identifying what that passion is and living toward that passion is a very Awesome way to show yourself love. Now that we've talked about what some of the benefits of self love are and ways that you can show yourself self love, let's talk about the fact that not all of us are there and that's perfectly okay. So you may be hearing some of these things and thinking, yeah, that sounds great, but I'm not there yet. What are things I can do to increase my self love? One of the first things you can do is celebrate moments when you're not perfect. We talked about the dangers of what trying to be perfect can cause. So let's take a moment and celebrate those times when we make mistakes or screw up. Once we start to celebrate these moments, something very interesting happens. Not only do we feel more comfortable with who we are, but others will take note of that and see that we're okay with making mistakes. And that will encourage them to also realize they don't need to be perfect and it's okay to make mistakes. It's how we learn, it's how we grow. It is one of the best ways that we can slowly chip away at the system of perfectionism. Another thing you can do to increase your self-love is do at least one thing a day, present day you and future day you will thank you for. That could be something as easy as drinking more water or taking a walk around the block. Something that's good for you and that brings you joy and makes you happy. Try to do at least one of those things a day. Another way you can increase your self-love is by self-compassionate letter writing. This is a really cool exercise if you enjoy journaling or reflecting because it gives you an opportunity to reflect on where you are, where you want to go. You can use this space to forgive yourself, forgive others, maybe if you're not ready to say it to them in person. You can write encouraging words to yourself. It's really awesome if you can write a letter to your future self and then go back at a later date and read it and have an understanding of who you are. What were you going through at that time? What were you hoping would be achieved by the time that you're reading it? It's a really good tool and exercise to build that relationship with yourself. Once you start to practice these different tools of self-love, The idea is you'll start to feel happier because you're investing time and energy into your overall well-being. But let's be honest, things are not perfect all the time. Hard things happen, difficult things happen. So what can we do when we are put in a difficult situation but still want to hold on to that notion of self-love because we understand how beneficial it is? During these difficult times, there's one thing that sets some people apart from others and that helps them become more successful in handling hard situations. That's the ability to refocus. At its core, to refocus means to focus on something new and different. It's the ability to focus on what is going right in my life. Where can I direct my energy and attention away from what's maybe not going so right to what is going right? And this isn't something like putting your head in the sand and ignoring it, but refocusing on what else is going well in your life. I would encourage you to think back to a time where something didn't go right in your life. Maybe um, you didn't get the news you were expecting. Maybe you didn't get the job you wanted. Maybe just something really traumatic happened. How did you initially respond? Did you initially go into that negativity and start those wheel spinning with the what ifs and going down that rabbit hole? Or did you have the ability to pause, to take it in, and then refocus your energy on something else and then let that situation or news slowly pass you by? Again, this is such an important skill, and there are so many benefits to having the ability to refocus. One of the first benefits is we come back energized and renewed. There are studies that show that the two most productive weeks out of a worker's time with a company are the two weeks before they go on vacation and the two weeks when they come back from vacation. So having that break and having that ability to refocus taking a break from work is very beneficial. Refocusing helps us recalibrate functions of thinking, such as perception, memory, problem solving, and decision-making. These are all very important skills to have. And I don't know about you, but they're skills that I want to be in the tip top shape if I'm working on something. If you can't focus effectively, you can't think effectively. And if we're not thinking effectively, then we're not able to do our jobs effectively. We're not able to parent effectively. Or it's hard to, to live effectively. So there are so many benefits, and this is so important when things get tough, pausing and then directing that attention to something that is going right in your life. Some of the ways that you can refocus are, number one, write down your priorities What is most important? What is something that you are absolutely needing to get done today? The top five things that will help cut out those distractions and hone in on what it is you need to accomplish. Another way you can refocus is by setting boundaries. Sometimes in women, we're super guilty of this. We have a hard time saying no, but by not saying no to certain things, that puts other people's stuff in our space. And if we have the ability to set boundaries and focus on what we need to accomplish, it's gonna be better for us and the projects that we're working on. Another way to refocus is by cutting distractions out of your life. And there are so many different ways that you can do this. There are different apps that are out there So if you are getting distracted by screen time, by switching over to social media, there are apps that will stop you from doing that or software that can help stop you from doing that. If you need to stay focused on a Word document or a project, there are different timers that will keep you in that program. So finding ways to cut those distractions out of your life is a really good way to refocus. Another way to refocus is by getting and staying organized. I work with a lot of different clients on organization systems that work for them. And what's key is there's no end-all, be-all organizational system. Everyone works differently, so everyone needs to find a system that works best for them. And sometimes tools and programs get thrown at us and we try them and we're all excited about them, but they just don't stick. Find whatever that system is that has that stickiness and works for you, and then keep going with it, even if it's not the coolest and the most updated system that's out there. If it works for you, that's what's most important. Whatever is going to help you stay organized and focused on what you need to do. One of the other ways you can refocus is by stop multitasking. There are numerous studies out there about how multitasking actually makes us less productive and less efficient and effective. So having the ability to stop multitasking and stay laser focused on one task at a time is extremely beneficial. And then finally, take a break, walk away from your computer, go for a walk, get some tea, talk to a friend, whatever you need to do to just disrupt where you are. That is also a good way to help you refocus. Refocusing can help us love ourselves and love our lives more because it gives us direct control over our actions and what we're doing. And having control over certain things feels really good. It makes us feel empowered. And if you're successful at refocusing, here are just a few things that you may be experiencing. You could be appreciating what you have, making decisions with confidence, feeling like you are in control of your thoughts and actions, could be living in the moment. So that present mindset, spending time on things that matter to you, and that's so important. Another suggestion is take some inventory of where you're spending your most time. Is that where you want to be spending your time? If not, make the necessary changes. You could be having a strong support system, and then finally taking responsibility, And that's a very important piece of refocusing also, because if we're taking responsibility of what's going on in our life, that goes back to that control piece and that overall can help us feel good. So far in today's episode, we've talked about how loving ourselves can benefit us both physically, mentally, emotionally, and the power of refocusing. So if things are not going well in our lives and we're at a point where, okay, I understand affirmations, I understand self-love, but this is a really tough time. How are some ways that you can refocus, um, put that attention elsewhere, and then move forward with perhaps a different path or a different goal? I want to spend some time talking about the power of loving our career because the average person will spend more than 90,000 hours working in their lifetime. And to put that another way, one third of our lives are spent at work. And I don't know about you, but that's a chunk of time. So I want to like what I'm doing. And the idea is if we are showing ourselves love, if we're loving our life, our jobs and our careers are a natural part of our life. So we're going to want to love that too. Just like loving ourselves has its benefits, there are also benefits to loving your career or your job. In fact, People who are happier at work tend to earn higher salaries. And I do wanna make a distinction here. What it is not saying is that people who have more money are happier, but happiness leads to greater wealth. The reason for that is happier employees or employees who love their job, They tend to have a more optimistic approach which makes them more inclined to look for opportunities and new experiences and to grow and to learn and by doing those different things that can ultimately lead to higher wealth or higher salaries which goes along with the next benefit of loving your job which is having a job you love can lead to a higher level of success and success looks like a lot of different things to a lot of different people so i would encourage you to think about what that definition means to you and see how loving your career may help you get to that level of success. Employees who love their job feel more productive and more fulfilled. And then finally, just like loving yourself, loving your job can help you live longer. And in fact, happy employees have fewer sick days and live up to 10 times longer than unhappy employees. Similar to loving your life, if you are loving your career, this may be what you're experiencing. You could be inspired by your colleagues. You may be looking for different opportunities to grow and have those opportunities, see the results of your work, which can be very impactful. You would recommend your company or place of employment to someone, not just to use their service or business, but also to work at. That's a huge compliment and a huge sign that you're loving your job or career. Uh, You don't dread Mondays. So Sunday nights, you feel pretty good and dare I say excited to go into work the next day. You also feel like your career is tied to purpose, so there's so much data and information that goes with the mission and foundation of what it is that we do. If your career is tied to a purpose, chances are you will feel more inspired and happier at work. And time flies. If you've ever been involved in a project where time moves so quickly, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, We call that being in the flow. So if you are in the flow a majority of the time, that's excellent. And that's not to say that every day is going to be perfect and rainbows and butterflies. It's absolutely not. But the idea behind this is a majority of days you're feeling good, you're feeling excited about where you work and you're looking forward to going work and accomplishing those things. But let's be real. Not everyone is in that situation, and that's totally okay. So if you're listening to this and thinking, wow, I wish I had a job that I loved. I wish I had a career that I loved. I want to be happier at work. I want to live longer. I want to um, earn a higher salary because I love my job. There's some things you can do to help you identify the path that will get you there. The first suggestion would be remember what you love to do as a child how we spend our time when we were playing can be real indicators about what our passions are, what our purpose is. So take some time to reflect on that and see where the similarities are between that and what may be able to cross over into a job. Another suggestion would be to eliminate the number, the number being the salary. So if you had all the money in the world, truly, what would you do? Not many of us could say that we would truly be happy just sitting on the couch watching Netflix all day. That's not at the core of of who we are. We are driven, inspired people, and we want to do great things. What would that thing be if you had all the money and could do anything? Take some time to reflect on that. Another suggestion is to identify your professional hero. And with the evolution of social media, this has made it so much easier to connect with some people who could be professional heroes. And you'd be surprised at how many people will respond back if you reach out to them and just say, hey, you know, I admire you. I admire the position you're in. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got there? People are generally willing to help other people. Another suggestion is to think of what you do well, but also enjoy doing. And then finally, this might be one of the most important suggestions, but it's take action. We can do all the reflection in the world, take all the time doing it, but until you write that email to that professional hero or apply for that job, uh, very little is going to move forward. So we do have a responsibility to take action on these different things. To recap today's episode, loving ourselves is so important for so many different reasons. And loving ourselves can expand out into our lives, into our careers, into our parenting, the way we are in our community, the way we relate with other people, our family, friends, colleagues. So it is so important. I encourage you to take an opportunity to do at least one thing to show yourself some love, to increase your self-love, because the benefits are so impactful. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Graceful Confidence podcast. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please go ahead and share it with them. Encourage them to like and follow this podcast so they know when new episodes are launching. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon.